in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, stop in and see them. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in for lunch right off of Route 146 in Lincoln. I want to play for you. This is just the uh, Channel 12 piece. Um, This is a, I think it's a dark day. uh, What's about to happen here. I think it's total breakdown regarding our politics and the fact that Governor McKee is going to do this coming up. Uh, this is the Channel 12 piece. ...signed three gun-related bills into law later today. State lawmakers passed the legislation last week following a lot of debate on Smith Hill. Kayla Fish is looking ahead now live for us this morning. Kayla? Hey, good morning, Danielle. Well, just hours from now at the State House here behind me, the governor plans to add his signature to this package of bills, making it stricter for Rhode Islanders to get their hands on firearms. Now, these three bills gained momentum at the State House following mass shootings in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. And as 12 News told you last week, the General Assembly approved the measures, which include raising the legal age to buy a gun or ammunition from 18 to 21. Another bill makes it illegal to carry a loaded rifle or shotgun in public, and the one that prompted the most debate, a ban on magazines that hold more than 10 rounds of ammo. It had already received pushback from Second Amendment advocates, but became more controversial when Senate leaders effectively bypassed a legislative committee to get the ban to the floor for a vote, something 12 News political analyst Joe Fleming says is an unusual but effective move. So it was a strange maneuver, but as a way to get it through the General Assembly. And I think with all the mass shootings we've seen over the last two months, I think a lot of people felt it's something that we need to do to tighten up the laws. Now, Governor Dan McKee plans to sign these laws into, or sign these bills into law, rather, with a signing ceremony at the State House behind me. That's taking place at 145 this afternoon. Second Amendment advocates have already told 12 News they plan to challenge these measures in court. Live in Providence, I'm Kayla Fish, 12 News. You know, folks, and again, folks, that, um, I mean, there's nothing good about this. And it should be challenged. And just the way it went about, you know, you hear a lot of this business of, you know, threat to democracy and blah, blah, blah. And the fact that there were some protesters were a threat to democracy. A threat to democracy is the way that the state is moving, which is this whole business as far as um, how... Voting is done, and then even just how the legislative process is done. I want to play this piece, though. The Texas top cut, the police response was an abject failure. They had enough officers on the scene to stop the gunman three minutes after the end of the building. What a disgrace. I want to um, play some of this. Here we go. Packet, Rob Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned over the last two decades wow. since the Columbine oh. massacre. 
three minutes after the subject entered the West Building, there was sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject. The only thing stopping the hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander, who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. Wow. The officers had weapons. The children had none. The officers had body armor. The children had none. The officers had training. The subject had none. One error, 14 minutes and 8 seconds. That's how long the children waited and the teachers waited in rooms 111 to be rescued. And while they waited, the on-seat commander waited for radio and rifles. And he waited for shields. And he waited for SWAT. Lastly, he waited for a key that was never needed. The post-Columbine doctrine is clear and compelling and unambiguous. Stop the killing, stop the dying. You can't do the former unless you do, you can't do the latter unless you do the former. You know, that is, um, but, and look at everything that is happening because that officer, folks, this is another example how we have to, you have to be very cautious about who it is that ends up being in charge. And that officer has never spoken. He probably never will speak. I have no idea what's going to end up happening to that individual. Right now, it's one eleven. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Listen to the way Channel 10 frames it. Makita signed gun safety legislation. That, that is ridiculous. That that's not gun safety. That, that that's not a matter of safety. It's just not. Deshaun Watson settles twenty of twenty four sexual misconduct lawsuits. That guy. We'll see. We shall see if he ever ends up playing one down for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, my God. Who is this guy? It's a picture. Man facing charges of Oregon and California escaped from a psychiatric unit back in custody. Reported missing. Boy, the photo is, he looks exactly, that's like out of central casting, how someone would look. Abject failure. Where are things going with gas prices? That's a fair question. That's a fair question. Where are things going with gas prices? Well, the answer is, folks, the Biden administration, I I really enjoyed, if you missed it, our first hour with Donna Perry regarding where things stand right now with the Biden administration. He is like a stubborn old man who won't give up the car keys. And as a result of that, the entire country is suffering. All right, I want you to hear the piece about gas. Michigan there, you'll see it is right around 513 right now. So according to Gas Buddy, there are two zip codes though below $5 right now across the country. All right, Mid-Michigan now is Courtney Bennett joining us in Birch Run. And Courtney, what does Gas Buddy say when it comes to the demand? 
now, Gas Buddies' Patrick DeHaan says that demand is growing for gas. He says it's actually surprising to see that people are willing to pay more than $5 for a gallon of gas. Now, with demand growing, he what? said that prices could also be increasing. He believes demand is growing, going up because people want to travel for the summer. He says this is the first summer in two years where things feel back to pre-COVID. He says there's a lot of people hitting the highway and traveling with the amount of people filling up their cars, campers, and even boats. Well, the says it shows the economy is strong, but he does not know how long that will last. We could be talking about record demand and that could continue to drive prices up, but I'll say it this way. Um, the record setting consumption for this time of year is somewhere in the ballpark of 400 million gallons every day. Right now, we're at about 380 million gallons of consumption every day. So we're a little bit lower than our record, but not a whole lot. Gas Buddy is predicting that the prices at the pump could decrease over the next five to seven days. But as you can see behind me, people are still paying that price more than $5 a gallon to fill up. And that demand continues. Now, coming up tonight at 10 o'clock, I'm in Michigan now. I spoke to... Now, what, what, what are the options here? <laughs> what are your options? You know, you have to go to work. You have to drive. You need to go to the store. Uh, you know, the only way to do that is with your vehicle. Uh, they don't have basically a plan at all, and they're not, they're not going to come up with a plan. I also want to play, I don't know if you heard, but Biden snapping at that um, reporter who asked him, here it is. Um, snaps of the report of asking about the warning of a recession. Here we go. I, I, I Not the majority of them are saying that. Come on, don't make things up, okay? Now you sound like a Republican politician. I'm joking. That was a joke. Wow. What is that? Why? Can't ask about that? Don't make things up? That was a joke? Biden snapped at a reporter. She asked about fears of an economic recession. It's more than a fear. It's happening. You know, and on top of that, the problem locally is they just continue to be on this completely, you know, this spending bonanza that's going on right now. Um, it just like in free fall. Where there, there's no slowdown on spending, none at the Rhode Island State House. Massachusetts is in, I think, better better shape. Rhode Island is not. So the Texas officials holding that hearing on the shooting, that's where they're basically just saying it was a complete absolute abject failure. That's interesting. Parents questioning how summer camps maintain the security of their programs. But but folks, as we've been saying, I think that the the biggest problem, these are my words, are but but Biden is the problem. This is different than here's what I think we should do to 
to improve things, right? One person has a plan and then someone else has a plan. I don't, it's not a matter of that. He doesn't have a plan. He, he is the problem. The weak link is the person at the top. The weak link is Biden. Recession currents are growing. Wall Street suffered its worst week. I want to play this part. Let me hear this. Robin and Wall Street Central focus oh. is now on those rising prices. The Fed's rate hike. And what the combination will mean for the economy, President Biden and Treasury Secretary Yellen have said as recently as yesterday, they do not believe a recession is inevitable, especially because of low unemployment and the strong jobs market. But a growing number of economists have raised the odds of a significant slowdown. According to the Wall Street Journal's latest poll of 53 leading economists, there is a 44% chance the U.S. is in a recession within the next year. We've already seen American consumers, they are anxious, they are cutting back. And while this can help drive prices lower, it also hits the economy. We're a consumer-driven economy, Robin. 70% of our economic growth comes from how we behave. If we pull back, so does the economy. But President Biden is possibly taking action on gas prices, right? Yes, Robin. The administration says a national gas tax holiday is on the table. It would save drivers an estimated $70 million a day, according to Gas Buddy. Given the average consumption, if you drive a pickup truck, you might save about $5.52 a week. It's two ninety-four. dollars if it's a full-size car, 221. If it is a compact car, of course, that adds up over time. But it would also require congressional approval. And there's the other side of this. It would take money away from infrastructure as the gas tax goes to pay for our roads. Um, the stocks are actually having a good day. Folks, but this story, again, good afternoon at 119 out of Texas. The Ovalde classroom door wasn't locked, said the Texas chief of public safety. Nothing was barring them from entering the classroom. Officers at the elementary school last month had nothing barring them from entering the dual classroom where a shooter was actively gunning down students and teachers. The classroom door wasn't locked, the director said during a hearing. Police officers armed with rifles and protected by body armor were on the scene within three minutes. Had the door been secured, officers had tools to break it open. They waited an hour and 14 minutes to go into the classroom. Despite hearing ongoing gunshots, knowing children have been shot inside, knowing at least one teacher shot was still alive. The law enforcement response to the attack, Rob Elementary, was an abject failure. How? All of that and the door wasn't even locked May 24th. 18-year-old Salvador Ramos walked into the Robb Elementary School, hunkered in a dual classroom, killed 19 fourth graders and two teachers. The first 911 call regarding the shooter came in at 1130. A Border Patrol tactical team ultimately killed the shooter at 1250. As he'd previously done, McCraw placed the blame for the failed response on the head of the school police, Peter Arando, who served as incident commander. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 or 112 was an on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers above the lives of children. The guy panicked and melted. Arando and his attorney haven't returned calls for comment. The school's police chief told the Texas... 
Tribune, desperately wants safe children, tried dozens of keys to find that one wouldn't unlock the classroom door. State troopers from DPS, McCrossey, and were also on scene. The department declined to answer questions about its own actions on the scene, whether any agency sought to shift command from the school district. Wow. Whew. It gets worse. It's actually getting worse. Existing home prices hit record. The median existing home sales price shot above 400000 in May. But now mortgage rates are going up, folks, without question. There was nothing stopping them from going in. It's like hard to fathom here. So the door wasn't locked. After all of that, everything we heard, everything we heard about they had to get the janitor, they couldn't get the key. What a disgrace. Now, we'll find out when we do our Thursday segment. I I don't understand how. I mean, I, I think if there was ever someone who should be charged, it's him. And he's in hiding, of course. Wow. Whew. Boy, that's tough to fathom. There was nothing stopping them. The door wasn't locked. The amount of misinformation that we've been given. <sighs> hmm. Um. Boy, that's hard to. Hmm. But that was. I, I want to, and I'm going to play that sound again. That. This also, that was the amount of wrong information put forward. I don't know what to make. Former Rhode Island cheerleading coach charged with child molestation. It's a female. And I would imagine it was a female victim here. So that's interesting. She goes to court again on Thursday. This cheerleading coach. It is interesting. She was immediately arrested. But the North Kingstown coach, I want to repeat, has not has not been charged or arrested. It's kind of like it, we'll see. I, I, you get the sense that they want to charge him, but what would what would the crime be? It's obviously wrong. Something really odd about it. It should never have been allowed to go on. I I get the feeling they're going to, well, um, let you see, Governor, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee just put out, um, ugh, moms demand action, gun safety. Oh, wow, she's got a big following. Shannon Watts. Moms Demand Action. Where's she based out of? Hmm. Maybe he's going to get money from them. But she's in town. She's like a big national advocate. She has 563 followers on Twitter. Wow. Well, maybe that's what it comes down to. I also want to mention, folks, that 
I know that people in the media are talking about that Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea is now up on television. Very small TV buy. Very small TV buy. But I, I, and I'm, I, it doesn't matter. Like, she has to show her supporters that, like, here we are. See, we're on TV. But I, I am sticking with my prediction that, that they, um, that ultimately, I, I just don't see a scenario. She's running the election. In order for her to lose, you just have to ask yourself, would, would the person who's running the election, is the person that's running the election going to lose the election? That one I want to see. Now, there's also another bill that they're trying to get out of committee today. And again, folks, the state is just going off the rails. I want to play it. It has to do with the illegals getting a driver's license. That vote... This is, again, um, let me play. Channel 12 has a nice package on this that I want to play in. I want to play a little bit more of Texas, where they go through with what happened on the scene. That I, I don't understand how that guy is not up on charges, but we'll have to find out. Here's a, a Channel 12 piece on licenses. Take up a number of bills today, including a proposal that would give drivers privileged cards to undocumented immigrants. Now, the Senate approved the measure last month, and the bill was sponsored by Representative... Karen Alzate of Pawtucket. Similar legislation became law in Massachusetts after lawmakers there chose to override Governor Charlie Baker's veto. Well, there's now an effort in Massachusetts to ask voters to repeal it. Um, and it should be. And then watch how many of them are going to flock to Rhode Island Be you know because of that. I want to play... Um, Steve McCraw, though, I want to hear a little bit more of of his full going through the abject failure in Texas. It's hard to. He's um. Wow. Let's hear it again. Here we go. There's compelling evidence that the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned. Last two decades since the Columbine massacre. Three minutes after the subject entered the West Building, there was a sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject. The only thing stopping the hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander, who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. The officers had weapons, the children had none. The officers had body armor, the children had none. The officers had training, the subject had none. One error, 14 minutes and eight seconds. That's how long the children waited and the teachers waited in rooms 111 to be rescued. And while they waited, the on-seat commander waited for radio and rifles. Then he waited for shields. Then he waited for SWAT. Lastly, he waited for a key that was never needed. You know, that that comes down to, and again, folks, good afternoon at 
I think that that is like so disturbing. They waited this whole time. We've heard that they needed to wait about, you know, the fact that they didn't have the key. And now we find out that the whole whole thing was was false, that the door was unlocked the entire time. Hmm. Um, that, that, that's still like hard to try to understand of the, the, I mean that, and, but that person completely, completely stood in the way and was way over his head in that he was in charge but I think what what also needs to happen is this needs to be examined that in a situation like that I know that some people have said that um, that you know somebody should have just gone around you you can't you you have to follow right that what the orders were the chain of command um, you have to just follow that. Now, I also want to play this. I can't believe, I think I interviewed this guy one time. Uh, Eric Greitens has a new ad out. I, it's it's hard to listen. Let's just listen to this. Stunning new political ad from a Republican Senate candidate is getting slammed by critics as a call to violence. One House Democrat warning that candidate Eric Greitens, a former, former governor of Missouri, is going to, quote, Get someone killed. NBC's senior Washington correspondent, Hallie Jackson, is following this one. Hallie, good morning to you. Hey, Craig, good morning to you. Keep in mind, we're talking about the former Missouri governor who resigned a few years ago in scandal, now facing allegations of abuse, which he denies. No stranger to controversy. And this new ad has created plenty of it. We're not going to actually play you the video because of its violent nature. With now bipartisan backlash from those condemning the ad as an attention-grabbing stunt to others who worry it could be dangerous, even life-threatening. An explosive political ad catching new heat this morning. Republican Senate candidate Eric Greitens, flanked by a team dressed in tactical gear, all armed with guns, storming a home, saying in the ad they're hunting rhinos, or Republicans in name only, a derogatory term for GOP members seen as not loyal enough to the party. No bagging limit, no tagging limit, Greitens says, asking people to get a rhino hunting permit. Critics immediately slamming the ad as a call to violence. Texas Democrat Joaquin Castro describing it as sociopathic, warning Greitens, you're going to get someone killed. A conservative commentator calling it a dumb, dangerous troll. Facebook taking down the video, which has not aired on TV, only posted online. Twitter leaving it up in the public interest, it said, but with a warning, it violated the company's abusive behavior policy. Greitens' campaign manager, in a statement to NBC News, says those who have an issue with the video and the metaphor are either lying or dumb. We believe big tech and its oligarchs are both. 
with Greitens tweeting and touting a news story about the controversy. We have announced a great wake-up call. The candidate in a crowded conservative field in Missouri courting the endorsement of former President Trump. Greitens has faced calls to drop out over domestic violence accusations. His ex-wife saying he physically abused their child, which he denies. He served as Missouri's governor, but resigned in 2018 after allegations against him of sexual abuse and blackmail and criminal charges that were later dropped. His new video coming at a time of increasing concern over political violence in general. With the January 6th attack back in the headlines during this month's hearings about it on Capitol Hill, lawmakers reporting death threats in the months since the insurrection, including Republican Adam Kinzinger sharing an anonymous letter he received threatening to execute him, his wife, and his infant son. There is violence in the future, I'm going to tell you. And until we get a grip on telling people the truth, we can't expect any differently. Some of Eric Reiton's Republican primary opponents are criticizing him, with one calling the ad completely irresponsible. Democrats are casting this as a political issue with national implications. Congressman Eric Swalwell, for example, blaming Republican leaders Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy for failing to confront and condemn, in his words, MAGA radicals. Craig? No, that um, that is just so over the top, and people have to realize. I I fully get, folks. Good afternoon, it's Sean DePietro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. Um, I I fully get that. It, you know, it's almost becoming a little bit of a, a top this type atmosphere, but there's there's nothing. You you have to question his sanity that he would come out with. With an ad like that. This portion of the program, at 135 on this Tuesday, it's brought by AtMed Urgent Care. Listen, they have two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, and also East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent Care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care, individuals and families. They specialize in ambulatory medicine, diagnosis, treatment services are available. Um... Cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergency care. And they do it all. Walk-in, routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries. They do uh, drug testing. And they also offer mononuclear antibody infusions for those of you who have COVID and you really want to zap it. At Med Urgent Care. And online at menurgentcare.net. Well, folks, right now at 136, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. If anything, the state house needs balance. And I think that in Massachusetts, now look, Governor Baker, he, look at the difference. He vetoed that bill and they overrode his veto. In Rhode Island, Governor McKee wants to sign it. That's one of the major problems right there. Right. That's one of the major problems that we face right now is there, there's no one looking out for the taxpayer. There's no one looking out for you, for us. Zero. Um, up at the state house, they just seem to run circles around. Just run circles around uh, anything trying to that makes sense or anything that really has to do with the public. Um, it, it's all about special interest. 
I want to also just play, here's this piece on um, the Supreme Court. Again, the Today Show had a good Supreme Court piece. closely watched in Washington and beyond. A Supreme Court ruling on abortion that could come as early as this morning. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Peter Alexander joins us. Peter, uh, first, when might that decision come down and what can we expect when it does? Yeah, Hoda, you're right. It could come any day with the court expected to overturn Roe v. Wade, ending the constitutional right to an abortion. Now, if that happens, 13 states, Texas, Tennessee among them, already have what they call trigger laws that would immediately ban abortions. Other states, like California, have been preparing to serve as safe havens of sorts for abortion rights, offering support and legal services to women who travel from out of state for an abortion, Hoda. And Peter, there's pressure on the White House to do something ahead of this decision to take action. What's the latest on that? Yeah, that's for sure. Abortion rights advocates, they want the president, they want President Biden to take executive actions that would expand reproductive health services on federal lands and to increase access to abortion pills. That fight over abortion pills or medications really is heating up. They make up more than half of the abortions in the U.S. Some states are passing new laws to restrict access to those pills, but many abortion rights groups want those pills as simple to get as any prescription drug. The president, for his part, says that he is considering taking action but I've been speaking to White House officials. They would not detail his plans. And to be clear, there's only so much that any president can do by executive order. Hold on. All right, Peter Alexander for us. You know, folks, again, uh, the situation with inflation is also frightening. I want to just play this piece from the Today Show. Face volatility, and there are new signs this morning of the growing impact of soaring inflation on Main Street. Consumers cutting back as prices continue to skyrocket. NBC Sam Brock is in Miami this morning with a closer look at that. Hi, Sam. Good morning. Savannah, good morning. President Biden says a recession is potentially avoidable, even with fresh data coming out today that may suggest otherwise. And many businesses will tell you, Savannah, they've been taking a haircut. I'm at the spot in Miami right now, this barbershop, which typically saw people coming in for a trim every single week, is now seeing the same customers biweekly or even monthly. This is businesses and consumers alike right now are modifying their spending. All eyes this morning fixated on a free fall in Wall Street after the S&P suffered its worst weekly drop since early in the pandemic and runaway inflation continues to crush consumers. President Biden is trying to project confidence. There's nothing inevitable about a recession. But he's also considering asking lawmakers for a temporary pause on the federal gas tax ahead of July 4th. With a record 42 million Americans expected to hit the road for the holiday weekend and gas still hovering around $5 a gallon. The move, which requires congressional approval, could save drivers about 18 cents a gallon. Well, I hope I have a decision based on data I'm looking for by, uh, by the end of the week. Soaring prices at the pump and the grocery store and the airways, resulting in changing consumer behavior, like visits to the barber shop or hairstylist. Ahmed Sim owns Salon Simis in Fairfax, Virginia, where he says he pays up to 40% more for shampoos and coloring products. He's trying to keep prices the same. Instead of coming every four weeks, they are now coming in every seven or every eight weeks sometimes. Increasingly, though, people are simply spending less. U.S. flight bookings fell 2.3% in May, even as airports buckled with traffic. People eating out at restaurants dipped 11% through Sunday compared to the same week in 2019, according to data from Open Table. Car sales dropped 4% in May, and existing home sales have fallen for three straight months. 
Though this Florida real estate agent says this is a healthy correction, adding higher interest rates have cooled frenzied behavior. Are you seeing less of that houses going way above asking? I do think in some pockets of every market, you are still seeing multiple offers, but you are seeing much less of that than we saw six months ago or a year ago. With the cost of everything on the rise, uncertainty is the only guarantee for families. And we mentioned that home and car sales are dropping. Well, that's what economists say needs to happen right now. Savannah, prices have been so cheap. Money has been so cheap to borrow for so long. It's driven up costs across the board. The hope right now, long term, is that by raising interest rates, it'll actually things, make things more affordable in the long run. Savannah? It's a long haul. Something's got to break here, folks. Something has to break. I want to go to um, another piece. Good afternoon, everyone. But this is the latest now on this whole thing with the school shooting. It's just terrible. A just released image from inside the school shedding more light on just how well armed the officers were that day and yet still did not storm the gunman for more than an hour. NBC national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez is here in studio with the latest. Hey, Gabe, good morning. Hold on, Savannah. Good morning. According to that new report, it appears officers at the scene had heavier firepower and more protective gear than previously known, but no clear orders to end the attack. The new revelation set to be presented at a public Texas Senate hearing later today. This is the first look inside Robb Elementary during the Uvalde massacre. The still image comes from surveillance video reviewed by the Austin American statesman, but not confirmed by NBC News. It appears to show multiple officers armed with rifles and at least one ballistic shield in a hallway. 19 minutes after the gunman started shooting. Uh. That's according to the statement's review of materials. Investigators uh, really believe at this point, based on my understanding, that that was certainly enough firepower to try to take on the gunman. So why did officers wait nearly another hour to storm the classroom? Whether you have the equipment or not, you just go in, and that never happened here. Separately, the Texas Tribune released a detailed timeline overnight based on video footage and investigative materials not confirmed by NBC News. According to that report, the shooter opened fire at officers closest to classrooms 111 and 112. Several minutes later, the Tribune reports School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo phoned into dispatch requesting more firepower. We all have pistols, he said, according to a transcript reviewed by the Tribune. And this guy's got a rifle. The question of why they were not directed to go in uh, and, and who should have been giving that direction, I think those are questions that the investigators, state, federal, and local, are going to be focusing on for a long while. Victims' families demanding accountability last night at a school board meeting in Uvalde, including the daughter of teacher Irma Garcia, who was killed, and Joe Garcia, who died of a heart attack days later. I need you to know that the horrifying manner in which my mother was murdered and taken from us completely shattered our hearts, but made my dad's stop. The pain of losing the love of his life, his high school sweetheart, was too much for him to bear. Community members also called for embattled school district police chief Pete Arredondo to resign. Earlier this month, he responded to criticism, saying he did not instruct police to avoid a breach and that he never considered himself the scene's 
incident commander. Oh, my God. Did not respond to our request wow. overnight. The Uvalde City Council is scheduled oh, to consider later worse. today whether to grant him a leave of absence. Oh, I didn't know I was in charge. Yeah, all right, Gabe, those images. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Gabe. Boy, that's the first I've heard of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I in charge? Oh, I didn't know that I was in charge. Oh, okay. Oh, I was the one that was supposed to do something. Wow, this guy. Whew. Oh, boy. That's amazing. Boy, talk about just pouring it on. Oh, I, I didn't think of myself as the on-scene commander. Whew. Really? That's quite a statement. Wow. And the hits keep coming. I mean, just amazing. I didn't consider myself the on-scene commander. Whew. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to my competition shooting supplies. Now, right now, good afternoon, everyone, at 146 on this Tuesday, longest day of the year. First day of summer, right? Yeah, summer arrives. Well, yeah, that was a nice spring. I'll say it. That was a nice spring that we had. Yes, that was a nice spring indeed. This portion of the program is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Now listen, the defender of the faith, and people can't lose faith, but someone who's very involved and you want to support him is our friend John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Not in Providence, Pawtucket. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. Firearms, accessories, ammo. He has it all. Pop in and see John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. He's knowledgeable. Folks, I know this is going to be a tough day for many firearm enthusiasts, but I do believe, you know, it's not going to affect right away. And I think between today, when they're going to have all the big pop and circumstance and so forth, I think that it'll be overturned. I'm very... I think it'll be overturned so listen it's not easy to listen to all this foolishness going on hopefully this might motivate some people to then run for office and i want to commend we'll have him on john lugo uh has left the race for republican lieutenant governor and now he is in fact instead um running against senator mccaffrey now, I'm seeing Brian Crandall, full house, as Governor McKee is about to sign three gun measures, limiting magazine's capacity, opponents being kept at a distance. So I think they're not being allowed in the room. So I don't know how much of a turnout there is. There's a lot of people. See, you have the two-way community where the yellow shirts and then the... People, the mom demands safety, blah, blah, blah. They wear red and orange shirts. So, okay. Seen at the state house ahead of the gun signing bill. Kathy Gregg has some footage as well. Oh, God. I can't stand that crowd. Oh. Well, it's just as well. I do not like that crowd. Them all in the red shirts. Private event markers in the way into the state room. A lot of Capitol Police for the signing of the gun bill. Well, they don't, hopefully, folks, no one will cause any type of scene. 
some of the gun advocates. I'll say this, that they would love for someone to cause a scene, right? They would, they would love that because then that plays into the narrative. Uh, Brenda Jacob of Rhode Island Revolve of Rice issued a statement ahead of it. Will make law-abiding citizens felons within the next 180 days. That's exactly right. You know, but it, it, the, there's his, his crowd. And they'll celebrate. And I see, you know, it's all the usual suspects. Um, we're honored to have Shannon Watts. Mom's demand. This is going to have no bearing on that. All you're doing is penalizing legal gun owners. You're just penalizing legal gun owners with this legislation. The criminals aren't going to follow it or listen to it. Period. Uh, Alexandra, let's give you a sense how packed it is a few minutes. Uh, it It is full into the state room. Thank God I didn't go to this. I really loathe this crowd. The women who helped get the tree of gun bills to the desk... It's Tansy, uh, Justin Caldwell. I don't know the other ones. There's uh, Cedric Hutley of um, the Nonviolence Institute. It is, um, they're all wearing their red and orange. It's quite the scene there. It's like a communist gathering. You know, I, I thought about it, folks. I, I just, I, I can't. It's, it's not easy going up to the den of thieves. Takes a lot afterwards. You get a really scrub to kind of, because it's just so horrendous. Let me see if I can find a little sound here. Um, I don't know why I don't see the sound of it. Unless, let me just check one more thing. And I, right now it's 151. Let me, uh, here we go. Does he have anything there? And the answer is no, he does not. <laughs> he does not. Um, oh, okay. There you go. Oh, is he, is he on YouTube? Oh, let me check that. Um, no, I don't see anything there either. All right, I'm trying, folks. I'm trying to find. Oh, I think Channel 12 has something. They do. Let's let's listen. This is this mom demands action. action. And students demand action volunteers, especially our legislative lead, Jennifer Boylan, along with Rhode Island Coalition Against Gun Violence and survivors, will never stop working to pass legislation that saves lives. Oh. You have been relentless and selfless and tireless in your advocacy in Rhode Island. And that's what makes it so meaningful to stand with all of you today. In fact, the last time I was here was in 2019, and I joined hundreds of volunteers to support gun safety bills, including the high capacity magazine limit bill the governor is signing today. The unglamorous heavy lifting of grassroots activism is a marathon, not a sprint. You have spent countless hours at committee hearings and gun bill hearings and committee votes. And on top of it all, you've had to go toe-to-toe with gun extremists. But as I always say, don't mess with a mom. 
We will always fight like hell to protect our communities and our families, and we will never give up. And if you close a door, we will come in the window. The sea of determined moms in red shirts who show up over and over again is what Michigan's lieutenant governor recently told me was big mom energy. We can't move our current lawmakers on gun safety, not all of them, unfortunately. So when we don't, we encourage them to run for office themselves. In fact, former Moms to Men Action volunteer Justine Caldwell uh, is now a state representative uh, and the sponsor of the landmark legislation we are here to celebrate today. Uh, uh, Thank you, Representative Caldwell. I want to thank our partners in the community, our leaders in the General Assembly, Governor McKee, and all of Rhode Island's general officers. We are grateful for the bold leadership of Speaker Shikarchi, President Ruggiero, who navigated very complicated dynamics in all of their chambers and never wavered in bringing these bills to the floor for a vote. We also owe a debt of gratitude to the Attorney General, Nerona, Lieutenant Governor Matos, Senate Majority Leader McCaffrey, Chairs Coyne and Craven, Whip Goodwin, Representatives Caldwell, Felix, and Tansy for championing these bills. Officials are finally realizing it is more of a political liability to oppose gun safety legislation than to support it. And that's because gun safety isn't just good policy, it is good politics. Uh, what you have done in Rhode Island will save so many lives. It's not going to save any lives. Best practice across the country. None. And with that, it is my honor to introduce a true gun sense champion uh, who has been a vocal leader in pushing for these bills to be sent to his desk. Governor Dan McKee. Uh, vote him out. Vote him out. Vote him out. Today is about taking action and saving lives. You're not saving any lives. It's about coming together. No, it's not. And stepping up to protect uh, the people of the state of Rhode Island. Dividing. And this doesn't happen without a strong team. Uh, so I want to thank, please uh, bear with me, but there's been many, many people and many organizations, Shannon, that have really stepped up here in Rhode Island, as you've recognized. I can only take so much from So to all the advocates, uh, to Shannon, founder of Moms Demand Action, to Jennifer, with our local Moms Demand Action. All right, folks, I can, I, again... I am patient, but I even I can only, Juan has a breaking point here. That is Governor McKee. I think um, part of it is going to be overturned, and I want to be very clear. Um, so I have a firearm that, that fits into what they're now banning, and, and uh, just so we're all clear. And again, good afternoon at, at 157. I purchased it from John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Um, actually, I have two. One is a... a um, One's a Glock. Well, that's really the one, and that's that's twelve mag. I, I'm I'm not I'm not giving it up because I think ultimately it will be defeated by the Supreme Court. 
so they can carry on. And I'm sure there are people that have much, much more, you know, this 15, 16 chamber, a, a, a lot more than that. I, I, I'm not. It, this is ridiculous. Um, solve some of the, the gun violence in Providence first with the criminals, and then you can start to come after everyone else. What we're also learning is just what a complete failure all of this was with the, the situation in Texas. That's really what that was. That police chief failed. So it's, it's not good. Poli- and virtually the way it came about is not even democracy. We're going to knock out McCaffrey at the ballot box. We're going to help John Lugo defeat him at the ballot box. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Now, listen, this is a good time. Maybe you want to get rid of some unwanted belongings. Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Whether And they also do weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal, 401 688 0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get rid of those unwanted belongings with Brothers Disposal. Now, coming up, uh, let's see, local time right now, folks. It's about to be 1.59. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be uh, the John Dion program. So, listen, this is, this is not democracy. This is actually the opposite of democracy, what's happening right now. Uh, this is not what people want. But between the licenses for illegals and now these gun uh, laws that will not hold up, at least one of them will not hold up, we need to use this to motivate people to get involved in the process and most importantly, to vote. Again, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of Route 146. There's a great meal and they're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I want you to stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. Summer begins today. You're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, then the John DM program. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. WNRI, Winsocket.